Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is My Hope is Built on Nothing Less, ELW 596 and 597. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We have, as always, Lars Olson and Zachary Brockhoff with us. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mason. And we've got a particularly enjoyable topic today. Anger, adultery, divorce, and murder. murder. Don't forget murder. Don't forget. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, this week's, uh, this week's reading from Matthew 5 is... Uh, quite challenging, but let's start with the hymn. And uh, Zachary, tell us a little bit about what you know about this hymn's history. Sure. So the hymn is um, uh, actually uh, this, the same title is available with two different tunes. Uh, so uh, you get to choose your own adventure this week, um, 596 or 597, and they're right next to each other. So if you really wanted to go crazy, you could alternate for the congregation and really confuse them. Not recommended. <laughs> However, um, uh what you have in 596, um, that tune is the original tune um, that was written in uh, 1863 to go with this text. And then um, the 597, uh, that particular tune was written earlier to go with the Navy hymn. So, uh, and later on, people have now just put this together uh, uh, as, a, as another option for people to sing. What we know about the text itself, um, it was written by uh, a gentleman named Edward Mote, who was a Baptist minister um, and later served uh, in England uh, in his life. He wrote the text in uh, 1834, and it was published a couple of years later. Um, the story goes that he wrote the majority of the hymn within a week's time. Uh, that he uh, that he was um, going to visit a dying parishioner, uh, a gentleman of in the parish that was dying, and he wrote uh, four stanzas uh, for this hymn that appear here. <clears throat> and uh, the wife of this uh, gentleman who was dying said, "I really appreciated what you shared. Um, can can I have a copy of this?" And um, now I can't remember whether he published it or the wife did, but I think he did. It was later later published, and so this is it. It had a, a very uh, purposeful human origin to it mm. um, that he that he went to this person and um, and and had these words to share. Wow, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he didn't write just uh, just didn't write it out of the blue. But no, and he it really had this for somebody in the, in in the midst of need. Yes, in the yeah, midst amazing. of need. Um, and and in a way, he didn't really write it for group singing, which is also interesting. So many of these are written for people to sing together, but uh, but the text, uh, at least, um, and of course he wrote wrote his poetry. But here we find it can be sung quite nicely mm. in, in two different versions. In two different even, versions, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. for us, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is there any um, rhyme or reason to why you would choose one tune over the other? Um, I I tend to think most people will associate um, the the Navy hymn tune uh, five ninety seven with Eternal Father Strong to Save with mm-hmm. that Navy hymn. So I I tend to think there's 
likely a time where you're going to sing that tune with that hymn. So I tend to go for the original tune. They're both uh, good good to sing, and um, uh, it's a little bit of your context will determine that, right? Uh, it's an opportunity to learn something new or sing something a little bit more familiar. All right. Well, thank you for that background. That's really interesting. Um, getting into maybe a little bit more difficult rationale. Um, this gospel reading, one could say, is difficult as you're talking about murder and divorce and all the, the juicy things that we, we get to preach on this week. How, how does one start looking for a hymn to pair with a text like that? Yes. Um, since we're not, there, there's no hymn written, especially these days, you can find really bad hymns online that sort of go through each little portion of lectionary texts. Nobody has chosen this yet. It's, <laughs> it's really unbelievable. And if they did, can you imagine how upset people would be? Uh, it's, it is a challenge. The first thing, honestly, that came to my mind, and no, I would not suggest doing this, but I thought, you know, when Jesus says, pluck out your eye and cut off your, your right hand uh, if it causes you to sin, was uh, a pirate's life for me, you know, a little bit of Disney World, <laughs> because uh, it must be my Florida roots, but I really right. did. I thought, well, that, that could be something kind of fun. Um, that's probably Yo not... Ho. Right. Yeah. Uh, which, which is, you know, you start to look like a pirate if you took Jesus literally. And so, uh, probably not that, but what what we are, uh, I think, looking to do um, in one way or another with with these suggestions, and this hymn especially does this, um, is that what the text leaves you with is when you say the gospel of the Lord and you have to say praise to you, O Christ, we're not quite so sure that uh, we have much to, uh, for which to praise Christ, but... Um, that's why the hymn's going to do two things. It's going to point out how hopeless we are uh, in the face of the law and then uh, point us to Christ only for hope, um, which, of course, the, the title does in a way. Um, this hymn is probably a little bit uh, less heavy on the um, law side in a way, right? There's There's other suggestions that do that. But what I appreciate about this is it it can work well, I think, after a sermon has been preached that makes these points rather clear to people and, and that we, we must go to Christ for life, um, then you can sing this in, in a helpful way. In a, yes, in a helpful, meaningful way right. rather than kind of a general hope kind hope, of thing. Yeah. But what Jesus is doing there in that portion of Matthew 5 is exactly what you're saying, Zachary, is saying, you've heard it said that you shall not kill, but let me show you all the ways that, you're, that you've oh, been yeah. killing people. You've heard it said you shall not commit adultery, but uh, he's tightening the screws on you, right? You Absolutely. can't avoid this, and there is going to be no hope left when you get to the end of this passage, uh, which is why uh, a sermon that, that leaves people with the hope in Christ followed by a hymn like this would be really effective. Yeah, he's right. not showing you a how-to plan of how to not do these things exactly, but it's uh, he's showing you that you have done these things, in fact. Right. That's, that sin is pervasive, and the law is going to point that out with, without fail, uh, and it's going to drive you to uh, right. absolute d- the madness of despair, saying, but I can't do everything you're asking of me. Right, yeah. And, and so I think the, the picture I had in my head around that was sort of, you know, Bob sitting in the pew with his wife. I don't know, we'll call her Sue. <laughs> and uh, you don't think you've committed adul- adultery, except you looked at Jane behind you on your way into church, and you said, hmm, I kind of like Jane. 
all of a sudden Jesus says, you've committed adultery, Bob, and there's, <laughs> there's real trouble here, right? And so <laughs> that, that leaves somebody saying, oh, my goodness, uh, I have no hope but Christ. Let's right. sing about this. Yes. The, the funny thing, too, I think about this hymn, in, in, no matter uh, which tune you choose, is there's a refrain, and I don't think we've yet had a hymn with a refrain on this podcast. So here's one. And um, most of the time when we have refrains, we think, well, gosh, this is joyful, and we can all sort of belt it out, you know, pick your favorites. Um, <laughs> sure. uh, and and uh, that's while that may be true here, there's a, there's a two-point purpose of this refrain saying, um, Christ is the solid rock. And all the things I think I have in this world that I'm that I'm that I've uh, built up for myself are nothing but sinking sand. It's not. It's good news on one sense, and it's the other. It picks up both sides of this yeah. passage, which I think is helpful. So um, right. the the refrain in itself is something worth singing. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. All the all the life you've built upon uh, doing the law correctly, uh, you still are just sinking, sinking, sinking <laughs> down into into uh, you know. Um, Drowning yeah. Yeah. In, into this, rather than uh, being able to uh, be stand uh, firmly uh, in a place where where Christ has said, "No, I've I'll hold, I'll uphold you," um, rather than the law will. Right, and so um, I I think uh, the first stanza starts to get at this a little bit um, that resting on our own uh, abilities, uh, our own merit, we're we're pretty hopeless. And so we're going to lean, the hymn says in this translation, um, on Jesus' name. And of course, we know Jesus' name and what this is the one who saves. The original text said, um, not that we simply lean on Jesus' name, but that we lean on his completed work, which I think they're getting at the same general thing, but completed work means Christ has come to do something. <laughs> um, and and you, can, you can trust this for life completely. And I like that a little bit more. It, again, it's it's saying it's Christ's work and not ours. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, in this uh, weekend's gospel, as we've said, uh, Christ is describing not only um, it's not only a challenging text, I think, but it's some of life's most difficult situations: um, murder, divorce, adultery. These are things um, that, uh, no matter where you are in these situations, they affect you, and the and they're they're they hurt. Um, and in, in times like that, I think it can look like, as this stanza says, um, the darkness of this world has veiled the face of Christ. Um, you wonder, where, where is God now? And uh, the stanza rightly points out, we're, we're going to turn then to the unchanging grace, the forgiveness, the favor of Christ, and, um, and this is where we go. Yeah, so, it's, really, it's really important, actually, to, to notice that, that what uh, the what we hold to when we say Jesus name or Jesus completed works is we're holding to his promise and we don't see all that he's doing in the world. And so we are veiled and in the midst mm -hmm. of that veil, uh, the, the, the point is to cover, cover your eyes. So you ask that exact question, right. <laughs> where is Christ? What is God up to rather than hearing, uh, no, uh, you have my grace, you have my favor, uh, always. And the good news is the third stanza tells you right where we go. <laughs> to his oath, his covenant, his promise, and that's that's where we're headed um, for the seemingly impossible situations of life, or as this stanza says, the raging flood. Right? I mean, it's picking up uh, different imagery here, but but it's all getting at the same thing. Um, 
my favorite, um, and it's a time when when I've played this hymn in the past that I've actually dropped out uh, quite significantly in the accompaniment. When all supports are washed away and then come back in, Christ is uh, our hope and stay. Um, and so all the things that we think we have, our, our storehouse of memorized catechism passages, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be, um, uh, tuning into this podcast le- weekly, which of course I encourage you to do, but um, this in fact is not Christ, and, uh, and uh, Christ is the only thing. So um, all of this gets at it well. And then the fourth stanza is a nice um, summary of what comes with, uh, with these promises, um, that when the trumpet sounds at the last time, um, Scripture in one place, of course, says, all our righteousness, all our efforts are as filthy rags, but here we're clothed not in our filth, <laughs> but in Christ's righteousness. Uh, righteousness only. And it is this that we cling to then uh, even beyond death. So... Well, and that's also, you know, before we get to other hymn suggestions yeah. and things, I mean, that's that's why we can stand here and I can say, um, Mason might not be Christ, but he is at least, you know, the second best thing clothed in Christ before us. Right. Right. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and yes, and to the, to, to I guess, tie it back to the text also that we're forgiven murderers, <laughs> you know? I mean, what, a, you talk about the radical nature of the gospel and so many people are going to use that in weird ways today, but but there it is right. uh, that we can say murderers even here are forgiven in Christ. And and when we come to pr- proclaiming through him or proclaiming in a sermon, you're finally going to have to say that some in some way in the text for this week, because otherwise all people are going to hear is... Uh, I have to do better. Absolutely. Uh, Jesus is expected. Yeah, it's up to me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, tell us uh, a little bit about other hymns that might be selected for the week. So other hymns that we could choose, um, one that was on my mind uh, was um, Out of the Depths, I Cry to You in ELW. This is Luther's uh, paraphrase, psalm paraphrase of Psalm 130. When Luther be- began writing hymns, he started with uh, Out of the Depths, uh, or, or with, I should say, um, paraphrases of psalms and Uh, songs of the church, and that was one of them, that's going to uh, put pretty square where we stand with the law. Um, And actually is a pretty good response, uh, a real human response to what we hear in this reading. If I am all of these things, and and the uh, the law is that tight, (laughs) right, (laughs) that that I'm a murderer and and all of this, um, I am crying out of the depths for help. Nice. And finally, that hymn uh, in the in the in the one of the stanzas will say, um, "In your word alone, I hope, and not in my own merit." So um, it's a it's a wonderful option for this. Other things that that uh, I included on the list were hymns uh, that are are simply prayers um, that may not finally proclaim uh, the good news that the sermon gives, but it but it it'll shape uh, uh, that time of worship around a prayer, Lord Jesus, think on me, purge away my sin. Um, so you have to do a little bit more, more work in the sermon to make that work, but it's, but it's another, another option.
Thanks again for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.